no matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. And we're back for another episode of the Stereo Bros Podcast. It's your boy PL, Patagonia's lattes. You can add to that pumpkin spice muffins and bread. <laughs> what? Yeah. Those are things I pair with my, my latte, my pumpkin spice latte with pumpkin bread. You don't you're not pumpkin, overdoing it pumpkin on the pumpkin. Butter. That's what I thought. Pumpkin muffins, no? Yeah, I'm missing out. First of all, the lemon loaf is what's popping. Lemon at loaf Starbucks. is good, but the pumpkin, the pumpkin <laughs> loaf is fire too. A pumpkin loaf. Yeah, yeah, I'm missing out. But why don't you why don't you introduce yourselves? It's head chef suit, ladies and gentlemen, and it's Jazzy. And we're at Black Room Studios with Creative Sam out here creating another episode of the podcast. Oh man. <laughs> Feels like it's been so long, but I'm happy to be here. Yo, yeah. you know what's crazy is that we were all like kind of talking about how we crawled to Friday. How it's been uh, a rough one this week. I don't know if everybody else out there in Stereo Bros land is like feeling the same thing. But it was it was unexplainably, unexplainably difficult this week for that's me. That's a good way to put it. That's, definitely so, good way to put that's it. just all I got. But... We can jump oh, right here. into you know everyone's favorite topic. Here, things we miss about old Brooklyn. Yay! We're gonna let our Brooklyn expert, is Jazzy, kick this one off. <laughs> so I mean, guys, I I just was reminded the other day. I went went downtown Brooklyn to Fulton Mall to get some hair for my braids. Ladies, you can, you know, that's where you go to get your your hair. It's like all kinds of um, different uh, options. And the big hair store that I usually go to on the corner of Fulton and Flatbush was closed. And so I was very, very saddened because they're clearly building some high rise that is not needed uh, in its place. And then I kept walking because I was like, okay, I'm going to go find another hair spot. As I go to turn the corner, I just hear, I got the Montclair's and that Canada Goose. And then I just see them sprawled out on the floor. And I was like, oh, Brooklyn is still alive. The (laughs) boosters are still here. And, you know, you don't often see them. You know, you used to come into the nail salon and the hair shop. While you were getting your hair done or getting your nails done and offer you low-priced goods, Mm -hmm. you know? And I just, I miss that they're not around as much. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the same. I mean, I think that's, that's, if you were, if you were hood rich, the booster, the local booster was your friend. Right. right. And we don't have that anymore. And I'm not sure if it's because there are, uh, you know, uh, 
tattletales out mm-hmm. here ruining it for the community again right you know i don't know if it's because the because the tattletales are ruining it for the community and the culture i don't know or if it's because like you know people just aren't brave anymore you know we do have a lot of cyber thugs and not enough i was people gonna that say are, maybe the scammers the, yeah have the scammers. the market yes they have they have because the, all their pieces are hidden they're too busy worried about like Plastic crime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plastic crime. <laughs> but how did you know back in the day that the boosters merchandise was real? Because the one time I tried to buy some iceberg from somebody I knew who would procure items in random ways, mm-hmm. it was a medium, and I needed like a large. You know, back then you couldn't really wear like baggy clothes and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So Sun had like the extra, extra tight iceberg. <laughs> I mean, right. all iceberg was tight, but yeah. So it wasn't just me. But it's also like like. Could you trust that they stuff was real? Because downtown Brooklyn, one time I bought a fake polo hat. Oh, that's unfortunate. My older cousin, who, you know, back then, he was maybe 10 years older than me. So he had, you know, Tommy, Helly Hansen, Nordica, whatever. Yo, you roasted me for like a Aww. whole family event. He's like, yo, that's a cool hat. Let me see. Stitching. Wait, was it was it like U.S. Polo Association? No, it was a, it was a polo. With the big-ass <laughs> horse right. and the big-ass. polo scully, but the issue with it was that um, I bought it from the Africans downtown. Like, I knew it was fake, but I didn't think anybody you was did what else? You didn't think anybody <laughs> else like, had that same eye? Stitching is fake because the or like, or like every letter is like, Directly connected to the next letter by like Aww. another stitch. Boo. And yo, know, the whole event, like <laughs> him and his mans was roasting me the whole time. Damn. So I mean, I just, I think you would look at the rest of the collection to see what they were bringing, you know? Like, yes, you examine the goods. I personally, I don't know. I, I think I might have, I think I bought like one pair of like plastic fake, like Versace shades from a booster once while I was in the nail salon. Yeah. Like, I was never about that life. But I always appreciated them being around. And 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 having the goods available to those who to for the less fortunate who couldn't afford to go to Bergdorf and Barney's to That's get a them. Fact. Yeah. And they did come to the barbershop too. And so you say boosters, you mean only boosters or are you talking about bootleggers too? I mean the bootleggers yeah, yeah, sure. love for the bootleggers as well. Because the bootleggers did bring some great DVDs in the days like if you had a good DVD guy, you stick with him. Stick with him. Stick with him. Because if your bootleg, because I'm telling you, I've gotten a couple of bootlegs where people were like standing up and walking through the film yeah. and shit. Mm-hmm. Like if you've got a good guy, stick to that. And if you got a good relationship with him, you can say, "Yo, this joint's a bad copy." Right. Swap it out. I'll swap it out for another one. That's a fact. I never, I, when someone's in the barbershop in the Heights, and the the age lady came in, she was like, you know, it was like three for like. It was like four for like 10 or something wild like that. I'm like, yo, that's extra lit. And my man was like, yo, don't do it. I'm like, you, you bug, that's extra lit. <laughs> I get home and it was, it was just like. was nothing on there? I don't know if you ever seen like the Indian thriller. What? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> instead of, I think I tried to buy like the equalizer with Denzel. Nah, I was thinking Denzel to be like, I'm not going to bury my son and, and just be like Clapping. dumping and all that. And it was like. <laughs> but it was an Indian like it was a it was a double of an Indian version like Bollywood version of a thriller mm-hmm. instead of Denzel on Equalizer damn and the she other joints you. and you're never gonna see her again nope never she's gone with your shit ghosts see now I'm mad all over again <laughs> <laughs> no I do miss I do miss the boosters though that was a part of the fabric 
It's just a part of the fabric. Yeah. As you were getting your $10 washing set. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, you might buy some $5 dollar earrings from whoever walked in and then afterwards, you know. You can't even trust the scammers because the scammers will get caught. <laughs> and yeah. they'll tell you, be like, yo, mm-hmm. okay, yes, I got caught with these two t-shirts, mm-hmm. but I sold one to that girl right there. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, <the> fuck? <laughs> like, I'm just a customer. And they'll quickly put you in the sunken place. Next to... Our good friend. Well, not not my friend. Who friend? And the young boy lingo, he the ops. Um, Lenard. Lenard. Lenard from that club for breakfast and never has breakfast for their guests. Listen, <laughs> I love a surreal. Who? I love a I love surreal. I love a surreal. <laughs> Monique. <laughs> but we got to talk about Lenard versus Lakeith. For those yes. that don't know Envy Voice... Lakeith Stanfield is an actor who recently put out a statement saying that a lot of our outlets aren't doing us any good culturally because they espouse and promote all the negative niggery things about us the people. Niggery. And in reply, in retort, Lenard gave him donkey today and said, the shade room and these other platforms, while they do have negative attributes, you can't tear them down because at the end of the day, they're still pushing the culture. But what he didn't mention is that most of these uh, platforms, including the Breakfast Club, have a corporate arm behind them that aren't saying, you know, let's build like the next Teen Summit. Let's build the next positive outlet for, you know, black youth. Instead, let's feed them malt liquor, perks, (laughs) chicken sandwiches, and all types of, you know, gunman tunes in the words of it's jazzy and super misogynistic music. And... I think for Lenard to get mad at a man for speaking the truth about him, I mean, it says more about him than it does about Lay Keith. Or is it Lay Keith? Or, it's Lakeith. It's Lakeith. That beautiful no, man's name is Lakeith Stanfield. Sorry. I'm just not good <laughs> pronouncing lies. Lakeith Stanfield was also in Get Out. He's the guy that was the black dude that, what's his name, snapped his I found picture. that. My experience as an African American was <laughs> yeah. pretty good. It was that guy. He's the one that was he's like a good for those actor. that don't know. He's a great actor. I even recognized him in like mad other stuff because I, I first time I saw him act was in that. So I was just like, yo, that's crazy. Homies, yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Did you watch Atlanta? You watch him in Atlanta? I'm mad far behind in Atlanta. The last one I saw was Paperboy in the car with uh <laughs> his cousin, like episode three of the first season. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Damn yeah. <laughs> Give up. Um <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, I thought I don't think that what he said was anything new. I think a lot of people have challenged the the Breakfast Club and uh, the other platforms that he named. I think that it was easier to highlight him or Lakeith to, to point him out because he has his own problematic past of um no not necessarily related to black people, but I know uh, he was called out for, it, and then that's what Charlamagne brought up was his. No, he had he went on like some type of rant about or he did a rap where he was talking oh. about homosexuals and and, and that stuff. Me. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um, but he he is probably he has a quote unquote problematic um past. And that, this is not the first time I've like like heard of him in a in a, a less than um revered light. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think that takes away from the message of what he was saying that other people also feel is that these platforms tend to highlight 
you know, bad images. And, you know, they may do like a, you know, like the shade room will do like TSRS excellence or, you know, yeah. like a, like a, they, they once, you know, sometimes highlight good things, but generally the content that people go for and the stuff that gets the most likes on those platforms are like the the nigga shit <laughs> like, yeah. uh, like so no uh, other no other real word for it what's the b2k second dude name that slept Rasby. yeah Raz like B. why is that why are we seeing that all the no, time no, wait the, is that the one that not Rasby, but um, um little fizz yeah yeah fizz little, oh yeah that's right Raz yeah is a different thing. yeah fizz that's a dancing whole thing. one <laughs> Omar. omarion two, two, two. But yeah, let, they'll let beat. They touch. will beat a a dead horse with the different topics again. And I, I'm I'm sorry, I I don't follow the shade room, but I follow the shade room. <laughs> uh, but they have this couple Ari and um, what's I don't know y'all watched, but anyway, it's we don't it's G Herbo's. First of all, I've never heard a song from G Herbo Me in neither. my life. Um, I thought a, it was a, a supplement. Person. I know I from Chicago. Heard. I did not know but G Herbo was a person. His baby mother was dating this boxer, and their relationship has been the like at least a hundred posts yeah. in a month about yeah. them. And in my head, I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe this is like over 30 crowd. I don't know who these people are. I don't care. They're not famous to me. I really don't care about it. But they like will continuously post them because they know that's going to get, you know, the ratchets going and engaged. And I feel like you could be using that post to promote something way more positive yeah. than ratchets, like a very problematic, somewhat looking abusive relationship. Girl. That does not need to be highlighted. Girl. What they, what they, you know, oh, we're just playing, or not even that they say they're playing, but just the way they interact with each other seems very abusive. Like they have abusive backgrounds, and I'm just like, I don't know why y'all would continue to post this. You know, mm-hmm. even though maybe some people may be interested, you know that that's not good content, or it's not content that should be promoted, no matter the people want it. You right. know what I mean? I think that the um. The bigger issue with a lot of these things is that is that you have to like the um, they're not journalists. That's mm-hmm, the fundamental right. issue here is that we are the Breakfast Club. Like these are not niggas. They like these are not journalists, right? Those like I don't know. Tell me who journalist is. Journalist. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, like, literally, like, some people some people go to school their whole life for this. Mm-hmm. Some people take on very risky, um, very risky projects in order to build their resume, if you will, in order to come out mm-hmm. and interview heavy hitters like, I don't know, Gucci um, Mane. Gucci Mane. <laughs> yes, you know what I'm saying? But like, <laughs> LaFleur. Or Byron right? Allen. Right, like, some people do that. And so, like, you have to keep in keep your feet on the ground when it's like, yo, these people are not journalists. I'm not going to get ABC News quality journalism from mm-hmm. these people. And in addition, like places like The Shade Room and stuff like that, like they're clickbaity. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be interested in finding out what happens if Instagram was to shut down tomorrow. Is anyone actually going to make it to the Shade Room website for the rest of the content? Probably not. I haven't not. been there in a long time. You so. know what I'm saying? Like probably not. And so like, of course, like what they're generating their content from is whoever's probably sliding them a check. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got to keep the show running mm-hmm. somehow. Like, I'm all for any person of color or people of color, you know, producing things for us by us. I'm for it. But, like, I mean, the truth is there, too. If you had to survey your own quality, I mean, would you say that you're that it's Black Girls Rock every day, every time you post something? Probably not. Would you say that it's 
quality NWACP content that you're putting up every there? Time. Every, every time. time. <laughs> every time. Every time. I mean, everybody <laughs> enjoys a little ratchet. You know, yeah. I just, but I think their majority is ratchet or even like the content of like what they focus on when they do have someone that is okay not a rapper but like an actress let's say yeah so but i feel like they will always try to sneak in some like some gossipy yeah. some chatty like chatty, chatty patty stuff like rather, right yeah um that's the thing too is like i want to Give them credit because I do think that um, Lenard and company do some great work. You know, MB has his real estate um, seminars, and Ye has a juice bar, and you know she be in Brooklyn at the <laughs> at the restaurants and lounges. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lenard gives bread and puts people on and that kind of stuff. But you can't have like the Byron Allen interview was great because Byron Allen's Byron's Allen, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Every time they have Angela Rye up there, <laughs> mm-hmm. every time they have like Kevin Hart up there. You can tell who they care about because those style interviews should be how everyone gets interviewed. Mm-hmm. Right. But what happens is that if you're one of their favorites, you get a good interview. If you're Youngberg or um, Lil Mama <laughs> or someone like that, they try to shit on you and embarrass you. And if you're somebody that they're scared of, like Styles P or Gucci, then they kind of tiptoe around you the whole time. And I think that um, their stance of, well, we can ask whatever we want, we're the most dangerous show is like, what example are you setting? Like, all you're showing people is that that type of content, to Jazzy's point, that type of content is the content that people want. Some people want that. People no. people who, like, in my mind, if you crave that kind of content nonstop, it's because your own life is in shambles. Because if you really got shit going on, <laughs> you're not going to be, like, happy to see, like, Omarion supposed a homeboy smashing his girl. Right. You're not going to be happy to First see. First of all, that's wild. That's wild. And then his other castmate, like, is smashing his moms or smashing no. his mother. What? Yes. No. They are just out here violating on me. Yes. Is, you know, these are like A1 offenses, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the thing about it is that for Omarion, like, I've had dudes touch my exes, and it wasn't like I was like, oh man, I'm so mad at both of them. I'm like, some clown shit. Right. I, I can 86 both of them in right. one shot. Because mm-hmm. I already was just trying to find a reason. Like, yeah, but sometimes, this is his child's mother. He can't really do that. True, but the thing about <laughs> it is that in that situation, and I tell people this all the time, because people are like, yo, son, yo, someone's so violated, and yo, should I talk to my chick and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what are you going to do? Yo, I'm going a, I'm to a turn up. I'm going to be mad from over here. No, no. Because <laughs> like, he's already with her. A dude once said, yo, it's a violation. You know, I'm going to do what I do, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay. Let's do the math here, right? You do all of that, right? You sitting somewhere far in the mountains. Um, say they give you, I don't know, worst case is only like an assault and you get like a 10 or a 15 piece, right? That means 10 or 15 years. Thank right? you. <laughs> Thank you. Right? What are you going to, like, how are you going to feel that you in the mountains, eight hours, five hours, however far you are from the city, and they still fucking they still <laughs> fucking the city they still fucking the city you be sitting in your cell at night locking in tight yep meanwhile they <laughs> I cannot why the sound effects <laughs> <laughs> so I say all that to say that um 
there's some people out here that you know view people like Leonard as like prophets and scholars, yeah. but it's because they ain't reading enough books, mm. right? And that kind of content again is there is a place for it, right? Mm-hmm. You do need the righteous and the ratchet, but you need a balance. We don't have enough good content. Like, there's no real like WBLS content. I mean, mm-hmm. I do listen to that in the morning, the Steve Harvey show, and all that. This is what it is. <laughs> Let me find out you're a fifty year old son. Fifty year old man. <laughs> listen, nephew Tommy pranks me over D funny. I flip back and forth between um, hot power and uh, uh, BLS. Mm-hmm. And then I put my little, you know, baby shark on and all that. But but I think the reason that Lakeith called out the Shade Room and the Breakfast Club is because despite our critique, they have the biggest platforms in the urban community, mm-hmm. you know, right. nationwide. You know what I mean? So if you have the platform, let's say you did start out with fuck shit. Like, right. But now you recognize, and I do think that they've gotten better in terms of like, having a breadth of different clientele and people and guests come on. But I think that you have to change with the reach that you have, knowing the impact that you can have. Like you have to try a little harder to not promote the negativity. Mm -hmm. And I would say the same with the shade room. Like they, they have so many followers. They have like literally like they have brand home in-house yep. recognition like yep. when you talk about gossip you like oh you saw that on the shade room you know right. what i mean so you have to utilize that platform for good and it's run by a black woman mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i just think more should be done to make that you know a, a more solid positive platform absolutely and the thing is a lot of our platforms focus on that like even vlad tv type platforms like a lot of these platforms will have a rapper up there and the tagline or the headline for the video will be um, Rapper X goes on Vlad TV or Rapper X talks about the time he shot his way out of a bank. Right. Like, <laughs> or the baby, uh, the baby joins Vlad to talk about the time his bodyguard threw a chick off the off the stage. Like, they focus on, like, the super corny shit. And then there's even platforms now with, with dudes telling jail stories only. And I'm just like, they're really romanticizing right. a lot of stuff that if you ask people that's really been there and done that kind of stuff, they don't want to romanticize that because jail's the one place easy as hell to get into, hard as hell to get out. Yeah, that's a fact. Once that's they a, got your ass, they got you. Right. So, you know, I get annoyed when I see these rappers and many rappers have done this. Like, Soldier Boy did it. Oh, I'm turning myself in and he's walking into the county to do like a little seven days. Or the game's walking into the county to do, you know, two months. It's like, I got to turn myself in. You know, hold me down. It's a like, it was doing that stuff a while ago, and I'm like, this obsession with seeing people in court is like, yeah. or this obsession with showing that you're real. As a kid, there's people in my neighborhood that, you know, glamorized and wanted to go to Rikers Island, and they wanted to go to to, to prison because that meant that they were solid in the street. But now that you guys are rapping and you don't have to touch the street in that kind of way, why would you be glorifying that? Mm-hmm. And then. These so-called thought leaders like a Lenard, why would you have people on your platform and be trying to ask questions of them in a way that either can indict them, which is what you know Ebro almost did with Kodak, and with 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 uh, Lenard, you're, like you're asking questions of people that could either trigger you know trauma, get them locked up, or both. And I just think that it's irresponsible to then say, well, we can ask whatever we want mm-hmm. because if tomorrow we all stop listening to that. What would you do for a job? Like, 
they podcasts, in my opinion, aren't good. Like, I don't, I don't listen to their podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like, content got to be king. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is why we here today. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Good-ass content over everything else, man. Right. Um, that's really what it's about at the end of the day. And I do think that um, these thought leaders, a lot of the times, are putting out messages that nobody else... Like, people that are learned individuals like us will, like, walk past me, like, the fuck is this nigga talking about? Right? And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. I mean, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, though, if, like, that's what sells? What are you going to do? Because at the end of the day, these people are on platforms. These people are on platforms that, like, you know, are run by major, rich, white Jewish people. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, like, if, if we have to keep it funky, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're not owned by the people that are the personalities on there. I mean, maybe the brand power, like, like... You know, if somebody decides to walk from the club, then that'd be something different. But I don't. So think. they're in the second place, then, like the. I mean, essentially. Um, they're there and they just don't know it. Like they, like they're sitting there, and they're sitting in their skin, but they're not really operating it. Like they're just on autopilot. Right. Somebody's pulling the strings. Right. And, and and I think that's probably why they have so many like outside ventures where they're able to do their own messaging and stuff like that, which I think is important. It's just, you know, like. This, unfortunately, this shit sells. And social media is has become such a cesspool, you know, for, like, immediate gratification that, like, it and it, it generates revenue. So they're going to sell to it. Whoever is in charge of that stuff It's going to sell to it. They're going to cater to it, I should say. One of the biggest problems with social media right now is not chicks in their drawers. It's not nah. dudes with guns and money. Nah. It's struggle food picks. Oh. Bye. <laughs> Yo. Yo. Bye. What? Yo. People be putting some pictures that eat food, and I be so mad. I'm like, get that shit off my The caption be like, and somebody said I couldn't cook. You be like, bitch, you can't. You don't see your plate. I saw that today, though. <laughs> you did? Yes. Oh, no. Somebody, we'll, we'll talk offline. <laughs> but that was just somebody captioned it, some shit like that. <laughs> really? Oh, no. It was. I don't know, I don't know this person. Too. But it be shit like, you do. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it be shit like, light lunch. And it'd be like some goldfish crackers and nah, it'd be like four wings chopped up. Like and if cold you knew broccoli. better, you do better. Like people listen. Listen. I'm gonna give you out a guide to and I'm going over script for a second. Sorry, Jazzy. Um <laughs> I'm gonna give you out a guide to promoting and posting food on your Instagram. Right? Here here it goes. Right? Ready? All right. I'm ready. Step one. Did you cook it? Right. Step 1A, is it your first time cooking? If yes, don't post it. (laughs) (laughs) If no, consult any uh, search engine. You can use DuckDuckGo. You can use Google Mm -hmm. and compare yours to that. Mm -hmm. Does it look better objectively speaking? If no, don't post that shit. Right. If yes, send it to a friend, your your brutally honest friend. If your brutally honest friend says you can post it, then post it. If not, don't post that shit. (laughs) Other thing too is... Okay, oh, you at a restaurant. Right. Is it considered a high-quality restaurant? What if, if it's just if good yes, food? Like a taco, like no, no, good no, tacos me, me. or something. If yes, don't take pictures of your plates and then put a corny-ass caption like, we winning. Because I, <laughs> oh, okay. Right? I'm going to tell you why. Because when I'm having business lunches, I'm in these same restaurants. Right. And you get looked at like a real... Yeah, like real wild, like a bozo. Like a bozo. You sitting there in, in any big-name steakhouse... Take a picture of your garlic mash. Because <laughs> they always get the garlic mash, too. And they always get the, the uh, cream spinach. 
Don't knock cream spinach. First of all, no, I love it's mad good. Mash. It's mad know, good. I don't know all this hate for garlic mash came from because garlic mash is actually no, no, pretty it's, damn good. It's pretty delicious, but I don't want to see it on my screen. Right. And the other thing too is sparklers in the club. No, no. Even worse than that. Even worse than the food picks is men in hookah. Uh, you, you have a personal thing for the guys. Why do you hate men? He hates oh, men in particular. No, no, ladies, ladies, you. listen, ladies, hookah away. I think it's cute when the ladies do it. It's cute, right? But fellas, <laughs> let the ladies have that. Yeah, you're blowing smoke into the Hookah camera. Comes from the Middle East, and there are plenty of Middle Eastern men that enjoy that are the not hookah. taking pictures of it. Okay, I'm tired of seeing dudes bat their eyes like I'm sick. Holding their phone like. Holding their phone and holding the hookah like. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what are y'all doing? Let You're the girls annoying. have something. You're, you know what? You let the girls have something. Let's, let us have something. It's bad enough they be wearing the uh, the dad pouches on their shoulder and all that. It's still a it's still a dad pouch, man. Y'all doing too much in society these days, <laughs> and I'm getting sick of it. I <laughs> And speaking of doing too much, uh huh. Clifford Harris need to come to the stage too, man. Yeah, let's talk With your about daughter. it. Let's talk <laughs> about it. Bring your daughter too, and her hymen. All, all three of y'all come to the stage, no, man. No, oh my God! No, you're right. So for, for let's catch these people up on what the situation is for those that have not heard, but everyone should have by now. Yes. Um, Ti Tip Harris, um, you know, allegedly, well, not even allegedly, he said it with his own mouth on an interview. Is he like a woke word scholar to you, or is he, he just a rapper? Like, I mean, from words? a professional work, word woke wordsmith, I don't know that all of the all of his usage of you know SAT words, if we will. Is accurate. Sometimes it does feel like a lot of um, hodgepodgey sentences. Like he's a lot know? of non sequiturs too. Yeah, 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 yeah. He um. So basically, he went on this uh, podcast and said that he takes his daughter annually to her annual GYN visit, and um, he uh, asks the GYN if her hymen is still intact to make sure she's still a virgin. And um, how old is she, by the way? She is eighteen years old. <laughs> <laughs> What's the age of consent in Georgia? Do you I know? mean, I don't know the age of consent in Georgia. What's the age? I want to say it's, it's low. I'm sure they it's could get it's pretty low. Fifteen. Young, like. So, um, you know, ever since it's been the, you know, the episode that he was on it has since been deleted. There's been a public apology for how you know people are triggered. Um, his daughter even has been spotted by a couple of outlets, kind of just liking, you know posts online that agree with the fact that her father jumped out the window with no parachute when he said that. Um, and I haven't, I personally have not seen a, um, a uh, statement from Mr. Harris yet. I don't know if he'll come out and say that. I think his publicist to kind of just like sit on this for a little bit. Um, but I am all the way interested in hearing what you have to say, PNL, because you are the only, Oh, well, no, actually, well, no, yeah, you're the only dad of a daughter here so um go i bet <laughs> hold on we get some of this emergency first <laughs> right all right so here's the thing right i think when you first have a daughter depending on the kind of depending on the type of guy you are your reaction may be you know if anybody touches a rap right Yada yada, you may be overprotective. Like I've gone through all those, all those stages. Like anybody that know me, when it comes to my daughter, yeah. I, like I used to be on a trillion. I'm right. down to probably like a billion. Right? <laughs> right. But what you start to learn is that your daughter legit looks at you, and not your words. She imitates your actions and she emulates your mannerisms. Mm -hmm. And 
just yesterday, my daughter had like a lunch at school, and it was like a, a parent lunch that you can come and like have lunch with your daughter, mm, nice, or your or your kid. So I went a little early, and I'm sitting in the hallway, and then the teachers are like, "Oh, all the kids are out for a walk." So I'm like, right, "I'm going to surprise her." So she walks in, and they're like on like this little line and a little rope joint. They're holding it. Yeah. So they're like, "Okay, Cameron, stay in line." I'm like, well, "Why are you telling her that?" She turns the corner. And she's like, "Ah!" <laughs> like having the time of her life. But yeah. I've never seen her like that. Yeah. So she saw me. She was like, "Daddy," but she took it down like. <laughs> A notch and like yeah. ran over to me. I'm like, no, you know, you know, stay in line, blah, 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 blah. And then the rest of the time, she was very much like high and like, yeah. like, and then the teacher was like, yeah, parents don't realize your kids are somebody completely different when you're when not you're around. Not right. At that age. Yeah. At that age. Wow. Yeah. And it wasn't anything bad. Like, they always, like, the other parents were like, oh, you know, your daughter is always like, so expressive and she knows everyone's name like yeah. she knows every single person in the classroom she's a great name, kid right thank you appreciate yeah. that mm-hmm. but I learned what I already knew and it's like you cannot control everything your kid does mm-hmm. so as a man it's your job to keep your daughter off the pole off of the list of people that sell flat tummy tea stop you, you, your <laughs> daughter and son you, well no hold on you don't want your your daughter in um, a leotard serving drinks and sparklers to rappers. Certain outcomes you certain outcomes you just don't want, right? <laughs> but you cannot guarantee that. So the moral of the story is, as a man, all you can do for your daughter is be a great dad. Yes. And even then, that's not enough. Now, if you were a nice guy, then you probably less to worry about. But if you was a scumbag type of dude, mm-hmm. like Nas says, yo, all the guys that's players... God pays us back and makes us have precious little daughters. Yo. It's very, it's a very real chance yeah. that, you know, that, 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 that bitch karma mm-hmm. is going to come repay you mm-hmm. via your daughter. Mm-hmm. And you got to accept that because you do dirt, you get dirt. That's a fact. I did mine and I don't regret it. Yeah. Right. But at the, but at, but at the end of the <laughs> day. That's strong, right? right? Exactly. Strong. At the end of the There's day, a though, lot of dirt. Done. I don't want no, no foul shit when it comes to my daughter. Right. right? But all I can do is. Be the best example of a man that she should love. I should be her first love in a way that is like healthy and aspirational, mm-hmm. right? But by no means am I going to be like checking for her virginity and yeah, no type of nut shit like that. Because yeah. at the end of the day, what you want is to have a trusting relationship with your kids. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of our households don't have that trust. Mm-hmm. A lot of us grew up with parents that were like, do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. And to have that kind of complex to feel like, well, I'm going to ensure that she's a, a virgin. What if she's not? Yeah. Then what if what? the doctor says, nah, bro, like, according to the test, she had seven dick dogs last night. Oh, my God. What would you do? Right? <laughs> oh, my God. But the overall moral of the story is, and my perspective is, you cannot be on your daughter like that. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. And most of the girls I knew that were a little more, um, hmm, who enjoyed, who enjoyed themselves more? Who enjoyed themselves more? Were the ones that came from like very strict households. Yeah. And even in high school was like, oh, my dad's going to kill me. But right. I, and they would still, you know, do whatever. So I think that the girls that were a bit more mature about, now granted, on, on the other extreme of that, if you're two hands off, mm-hmm. she comes home at 12 with twins. Wow. So right. there is a balance that, there he goes. There's a balance, <laughs> there's a balance that needs to be struck. 
But that balance does not come in you exerting some type of control over her body. Right. Last thing I'll say on this is that certain cultures, certain religions um, promote, you know, a woman subservient type culture. Yeah. And I think if that's your culture and you're bred in that, that's something completely different. Like, I can't tell a, a, a Muslim woman in Saudi Arabia that she should not, you know, wear hijab wherever she go or she should not um, hold her virginity into marriage. I can't mm-hmm. say that. Mm-hmm. If she's okay with that based on how she's raised, that's something different. I think in this context, the strikes T.I. has against him is that a lot of his lyrics are in opposite of, of what he's saying his daughter got to be. Yeah. Like, his lyrics towards women are very different than what he's, you know, holding his daughter to. Mm-hmm. Second, him and Tiny's relationship hasn't been the hallmark of a marriage. Right. Right? So how can you sit there and hold your daughter to a standard? You got whole bars. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, basically holding her to a standard that you're not holding yourself to. And then third, you're putting it out there as if it's cool. Yeah. And people that don't know any better, the unlearned, yeah. are looking at this like, yo, word, bro, yo, yo. Yo, bro, right. Or the traumatized, because there are people who are like, you know, that's love. That's that's exactly. how you love your kid. And it's like, no, boo-boo. That's how you traumatize them. So that's my, my you know, 22 cents on that. I appreciate it. I think I think the the largest issue for me when it comes to this TI thing is the fact that, like, it, it speaks to the larger issue that I have with people who present to be these woke, you know, cultural commentators who are like, you know, black lives matter, but women don't have free agency over their bodies. You can't do, you, people are doing both and you sh- you really shouldn't because you can't, you can't advocate for freedom for one type of body and not for the other. Exactly. And I think there are, there, I am, I, I personally am through with the, with the fake OTEP, you know, and hotep is such a beautiful word, but like the fake hoteps that are out here, like don't wear Gucci, don't wear, and this is, this is, t- this is tip. You know what I mean? And then you're here. As a Gucci spender, I spent six figures on Gucci every year. That boy, sorry to cut you off. The that boycott, boycott shit had me so tight. <laughs> and it wasn't even because it was a boycott. It's because you said, well, because I spend this money, I'm in a position to speak on it. It's like, right. bro, like, you don't speak for me. Right, at all. And and our community, our, like, our community is the only one where entertainers are supposed to be the thought leaders. Mm-hmm. Nah, give me... Dr. Dyson, who I just right. met, by the way. Hey. Give me Eric Adams. Give me Kim Montgomery, Angela Rye. Give me Michelle Obama, Tony Morrison. Wait, she passed. She away. passed. She passed. Uh, give me. She was a thought leader, though. Right, like like my angel. Well, she passed away too. Yeah, she <laughs> but, was. She too was a thought leader. <laughs> but like, give me like, uh, Sharifa. Right. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, give me, uh, any woman or man in our community. And I'm I'm not knocking at the same this, right? Mm-hmm. But give me somebody that's a, a bit closer to the like to my reality. Right. Right? Right. I think that like you're right. You're right in the sense of who we pick to advocate for. But I think that's a larger like black community collective issue in that we're we're constantly looking for somebody to be the voice when it's like, yo, be your own voice, bro. You know, but like in terms of this, it's just the the, the main issue for me is really just the hypocrisy in this. This I'm I'm woke, Black Lives Matter, blah, 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 blah. And then here you go, policing the body of your own daughter who is 18 years old. First of all, let's go on the record and say that you cannot determine someone's virginity by the status of their hymen. You can break your hymen on a bicycle. 
You know what I'm saying? Like it's a thin. It was like she don't do no sports. She like don't yeah, no and it's and it's weird because at first I wanted to believe that he didn't say this shit, right? <laughs> I wanted to believe that it was a paraphrase, but then I listened to the interview, the clip, and um, two things bothered me. One, he's he ritualized this, right? He said his words were, and I'm doing my best to quote, but you know this is not a hard quote. It was kind of like. Um, her birthday, the day after her birthday, he lets her play with her new toys. These are his words. She gets to play with her new toys, you know, and then the next, the very next day, I knock on her door and I put a post-it. It's time to go to the, the GYN and get the annual. And at first I was like, okay, you know, that's a hell of a marker to remind yourself I got to go to the GYN. It's smart. You know, my birthday's this day. The next day I go get a, a breast exam and stuff like that. That's responsible. But then the very next sentence was, yeah, I go to I go and check her hymen to make sure, you know, like she's still a virgin. I blew my mind. So the, the, immediately the, the, the podcast that he's on, it was two women. I think one of them is Miguel's girlfriend. Yeah, his wife. Uh, yeah, his wife, right. Mm-hmm. She's beautiful. But like, and then I don't know who the other person is. And I'm sorry. Maybe next episode I'll get the name. Is it Jocelyn Hernandez? It definitely is not Jocelyn Hernandez. <laughs> and um, and um, right? And um, you know, they giggled the whole time. I mean, I can tell that there was, was some a nervous giggle. I can like, tell that uh, it was like, it was yeah, nervous. Like... Are we gonna lose our sponsors? <laughs> yeah. No, I can tell that it was uncomfortable, but it it kind of loosely it replicates exactly what this situation is. It's this inability to say, on even on behalf of women, that that shit is an overstep. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's their inability to say this. And, you and, and like, who's to say that, you know, his daughter maybe was hoping somebody would, would step up and say, mm-hmm. bro, that shit's weird as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, some you know, like... Did. Some people <laughs> did. And, I mean, eventually they came out and was like, you know, hey, they put out a statement, you know, we tried our best to navigate that very uncomfortable situation. And I'm sure, you know, we're podcasting now. If if somebody walked in here... If T.I. came and graced us with his omnipotent Right, presence. right, right. <laughs> and, 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 you know, he said some wild shit. We'd probably end up having a response that might be somewhat similar. We Except, I would hope that, you know, we'd be able to be like, keeps it real on the stereo. Yeah, bro. that's what I'm saying. Like, like nigga, bro. that's a little strange. <laughs> and then two, you know, like, it's outside of the whole hypocrisy when it comes to like, because he sounds like a misogynist. It's just weird mm-hmm. to be like, oh, uh, you know, every year I do this. I, I take the steps to remind her that it's time to go to the GYN and then I make it my business to find out if she's a virgin, but then you don't do any of this shit for your son. Right. Like, it's... it's he, got, he got mad sons. What son you talking about? All of them. Like, what do you mean? Kids I think are, people brought up the fact that there was like a younger, the young, is it young King? Genghis yeah, King. That like he found out that he was like having sex on an episode, and the reaction was very totally different. different. And you remember, I said on a few episodes ago when you told me I read too many books. Remember that P and L? That. <laughs> uh, you show you show a P and L said that, or was that Kalika? Yeah, did yeah, did yeah. Whoever occupies this seat over here. Um, I said that. I I own that. I'm going to own that. I said that. It was true at the time. It was a Bell Hooks book that talked about how young girls learn to that that self-acceptance and love really comes from other people. Mm -hmm. They learn that they can't be themselves at a very young age because they because disapproval from their parents teaches them that they won't be loved if they're if they're themselves. And it makes me think of how this girl, this is this girl at 18, this is an example of this shit. Because like you said, had the test come back and said she her time is broken, she, you know, had whatever many dick dogs or whatever it is that she said, you know, then what? 
Am I not worthy of my father's love anymore because now I'm not a virgin? And this is an epidemic. So every time I see people like, oh, he's just loving. You know, people don't know what a loving father looks like. I'm like, I had a loving father. He never once went to my GYN and was like, is my daughter a virgin? Instead, it was like, hey, Steph, I mean, we're getting older. And I mean, you can... You can talk to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that, nice. it's a very uncomfortable conversation. But my dad, my dad <laughs> tried it with me, and I had to very gently, this is not what you want mm-hmm. to do. <laughs> this is not what you want to do, dad. You know? But, like, that's loving. Because it comes mm-hmm. from a place of acceptance. Whatever the answer is going to be, I'm still going to be your father. I'm still going to be um, I'm in your corner. Not this shit. This shit was weird. Like, it's weird. And for someone to have this expeditiously show and be so woke... And all that shit, it just doesn't. It's not congruent. It doesn't make sense to me. And the other thing too is you don't want your kids confiding in other kids. The fact, mm-hmm. like you don't want your kids being like, "Oh, you know, so and so said they did so and so, or so and so was kissing mm-hmm. in the hallway," and then someone's like, "Yeah, everyone's doing it," and they come home and tell you that, and you're like, "You, you bet not fuck." Right. As opposed to saying, "Well." How do you feel about that? Right, right. Is it somebody that you want to kiss? Right. What those kids are doing is something that happens normally. At some point, you feel like you want to show emotion, mm-hmm. you know, t- in, in some way, you know, towards somebody else. But, you know, don't feel pressured to do that. Mm-hmm. If they feel like they can talk to you about stuff, because I have a, a sister that's four years younger than me. Yeah. And it's like, I remember, I used to be extra on some, yo, you better not do... N-. Yeah. And then, <laughs> one day, and then one day I said... um, one day, I basically said, yo, are you smoking? Are you cutting class? And she was like, no. <laughs> she was like, no, never. I would never do that. And I'm like, nah, you can tell me. I ain't going to tell our parents. She's like, you sure? Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm like, yeah. She was like, ah, right, yeah. I cut. And I've been at cut parties and stuff like that. But I'm graduating. And I'm just like, whoa, damn, that's the same thing. I like mm-hmm. I had the same experience because I remember my pops used to come to high school and like pull me from class, check my attendance. But he did the same shit to me in junior high school and in third grade. So I didn't tell him shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, so when he came and ran down on me in twelfth grade, and I'm sitting there, he's like, "Yo, you haven't been to gym in fifteen days." I'm like, "Yeah, but look at the other grades. Like, I'm I'm cutting gym. <laughs> it was like fifth period." And had four had four period gym was way too early, so mm-hmm. it's jazzy, right? You know how I, that went. I'm with you. You know how that went. But long story long, if that trust is not there and you can't have that open dialogue, you know. Interestingly enough, I was discussing a new book with a friend of mine that has kids. I don't, I don't have children, <laughs> yeah. but it's centered around the theory that you should make your child your child should be best friends with you Um, because there's, I forget the name of the theory, but basically um, the the trend now is for kids to um, look toward their peers for learning and information and for guidance. And that's not where they should be looking. They should be looking toward you as a parent. Um, And it's just interesting that you were talking about, you know, like kids going to ask other kids about sex and stuff like that. But like they should really come to people with experience, like their parents. And, you know, I mean, it also begs the question and I'm thinking about it in real time right now. Just that like. Who 
we actually let parent our kids, right? Because there are people, maybe some young parents who do look up to TI just a little bit, who are gonna adopt a practice like this that think that this is wise. And it's exactly. like it's like this is not wise. This is not what you do. And I just feel like, you know, it bet if we look if we look at it even further, it's like, okay, we're allowing a personality who's who's on some kind of like instant platform um dictate what you do in your household. You know what I'm saying? That's just like letting like Agencies outside. I think I, I'm a firm believer that your parents, parents should have the say in how their kids are reared. Mm-hmm. It just makes sense. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, it just it, this whole situation kind of makes me feel like there's a lot more people who are very comfortable letting people outside their home parent their kids and and develop wh- how their children mm-hmm. are going to be raised. Because mm-hmm. the example you gave just now, where it was like, is it someone you want to kiss? Is it so? I think that's responsible parenting, right? And like, I just don't trust that they're in. I just don't trust that a lot of that is even oh is happening or even even given room to happen because there's so much influence from the outside now on what your kids should be learning, you know, with all the like, uh, we want to teach, teach kids sensitivity and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it's like, well, the kids come in sensitive. We are the fucked up ones that teach them not to be. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? So That's a very good point. Cause even now, like my daughter watches YouTube videos and mm, be, be, beware of YouTube. No, I've, I'm on her body now, about yeah. that. <laughs> but she'll watch a video of like white people and it'll be like a white girl and like, her brother and parents, she's like, is that me? And mm-hmm. at first, I want I to say no, that's, but then I'm just like, she doesn't see color. Right. At that mm-hmm. age, right. she doesn't know race, mm-hmm. racism. That's right. a construct. Right. Right. And even in her class, she socializes with all the other kids. I'm happy that her school is so diverse, diverse because she's exposed to all different backgrounds for good and bad. Right. Um, so it's definitely one of those things in, in terms of how you raise your kids. The other thing I wanted to say was I think women have a stronger position on this topic than men do, right? Like, I think a woman should definitely be able to, like, speak a, a piece on this. And I think a man with a daughter should be able to. But, if, it, like, if you're a man if you're with, not without a daughter, to shut up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm saying that people just talking is like, well, I think this. And if I... Having a kid versus not having a kid versus having a hypothetical... And that's what is most topics. If you haven't been in a situation or you're not in a situation, your opinion is on your opinion. Mm-hmm. If it's not as strong, like, for instance, if a woman says that I'm tired of getting my cycle. Right. I can't say, are you sure? <laughs> I don't know what that feels like to have a, a cycle. You know what I mean? I have had stuff thrown at me and, and I've had... What are you talking about? <laughs> PMS. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> is that? Did you think that's where he was going? At no, no, I don't, no. Just hear me. Just hear me. Stay with me. Stay with me. So he's I'm saying, like, oh, follow along. Uh, all you I'm following? saying is that I can never. Oh, question, okay. All I can right. never question a woman saying that she don't want to have her period because I've never experienced it. Even okay. though I've experienced a woman taking out her PMS rage on me, that doesn't give me the qualifications to still have an opinion on, on, on women's yeah. menstruation. Or even mm-hmm. childbirth, right? Like, I've witnessed two childbirths, but I didn't do it. So how can I ever tell... Stop Loretta, complaining. Tough or, it out. Or it's even like, say, let's have more. If right. she legit says, I don't want to have any more kids, 
who am I to say mm-hmm. no? Mm-hmm. I want you know a football team, mm-hmm. right? And there are, there are men that are, that think that they can make that request where they're like, I want seven kids with the same woman, right? You gonna take seven summers from this woman? You're bugging, you're bugging, you're big bugging. So that was a very spirited debate. We're dropping an article on the same topic ASAP. Mm-hmm. So stay with us on that. Um, it's time for the uh, Hotep's favorite section. <laughs> Woke words myths. I'm mad you said woke the words whole with hat set suit. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is woke word time. We ready? All right. I think I think we is. We is. All right. All right. <laughs> Drum roll, please, everybody. Today's woke word is frowsy. Say it with me. Frowsy. 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 Now, frowsy is a British, it's, it, it originates from, from a British word. Um, and it stands, it means musty or stale. <laughs> okay? So I'll use it in a sentence for you so that we all are on the same page. Okay? <laughs> I went in to hug Diana, but her wig was frowsy. <laughs> <laughs> Her wig was frowsy. Where's she okay? from? Listen, I don't know where Diana's from. This is a hypothetical. Okay. But <laughs> the lace front was frowsy nonetheless. <laughs> is she from Bestile? I don't know. I heard she was from Brownsville. Oh, see? Nice. <laughs> I didn't even say Flatbush. Nice one. I didn't even say Flatbush. See? I, like I, heard, I heard it's frowsy, the frowsiest over there. I remember my mom used to... Everything you're frowsy by. Exactly. That's like definitely a, a West Indian term people used to use. But I mean, it makes sense that it's British. It's British, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so that's our word. And frowsy, um, frowsy you can use Mad frowsy, frowsy frowsier, frowsiest. Mm. Um, I think it's lit. You'd be like, ooh, something in here is frowsy. Mm. Mm. Frowsy. It's the frowsy. I'm using that the next time someone heats up. Something is frowsy. Tuna at work in the microwave. Yeah, so that's 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 the woke word today, guys. Thanks, I'm hoping girl. I'm hoping that worked for you guys. Works for me. Yes. Hey. Okay, yeah, we've gotta you've gotta come in with that gentler gentler. Sorry. Gentler. Sorry. Here we go. Let's try it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's it right there. Yeah. Yeah. Ass. Yeah. Jazzy. Yeah. Yeah. Jazzy. Yeah. 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 Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. We're back. Um, So, Thanksgiving's coming up. You guys excited to have a couple of Friendsgivings to go to? I do. I have a very special one, and that that menu looking crazy. (laughs) That's like a wild wild right now. Uh, yeah, but like I think we talked about this last year, um, around the same time. But I think it's time we give people, you know, a little refresher mm-hmm. on first time uh, meetings or attendance at a Thanksgiving meal with a bay mm-hmm. boo, bay lover, or you know. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm posing to the stereo bros. What are some pitfalls that one should avoid when attending Thanksgiving dinner with Bay? Mm. Who wants to go first? Uh, okay. I feel like everybody's looking at me. Okay, I'm gonna go first. <laughs> no pressure. Um, don't get drunk. Mm. 
Don't get Sounds drunk. simple, like but sloppy drunk, probably like slurp on the floor drunk. Like don't don't get drunk. Don't get drunk. Um I like yeah, definitely don't get fall on the floor drunk. That's why you're wilding. Like don't don't do that. What if you need to like loosen up a little bit? Like get it loose. <laughs> okay, here's a story. Here's just... a story. Here's a story. Here's a story, right? Here's a story. I'm not giving any names out. But once upon a time, many, 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 many moons ago, I visited a family. A family. Mm-hmm. A family. A family. And I wanted to, like, loosen up. Mm-hmm. So I had some wine. Um, look, you're judging me right now? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I had some wine. I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I had a lot, but I also didn't eat. Bad combo. It's a bad combo. Now, I was far from wasted, mm-hmm. but I was... The person that I vi- the family that I visited, mm-hmm, the person you. that invited me was like, "All right, you, you feeling you feeling something right now?" And thankfully, I had bought you know libations for everyone mm-hmm. too, so people mm-hmm. were sipping. I nobody really noticed anything, but he knew. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, "Wow, wow, wow! I really want to slow this down, but like, <laughs> I can't. Late. I can't." Pulled out of the station. It, it, you know, we're on. We're at Ronkonkoma <laughs> on the way to Suffolk. Like it's it's over. So I would say, do not get, do not get wasted. And if you do want to like loosen up just a little bit, maybe you and your him or her can like um, go catch a. There's, there's football games or whatever sporting events that are happening all day. Go somewhere and connect first. Mm-hmm. Um, just so that you can get yourselves together. together right. Get on, you the, know, same get on the same page. He yeah. can tell you what you're looking into. She can tell you what's gonna what's about to happen. You can have a drink. Just kind of get the jitters out. And then you proceed together to the destination. So that would be like my first my first thing. Um, anybody else on the side of us? I don't know. I think I, I, I would say, again, be comfortable. Be yourself. That's why I'm, I'm thinking about, like, making yourself comfortable yeah. is being important because you want people to know who you are. Right. 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 You know, considering, hoping that you are a good person, yeah. <laughs> that you want people to actually know you. Right. Um, but, yeah, like, try your best to be yourself in, in what could be a strange environment. Yeah. So maybe, you know, Preparing a little small talk before you go based mm-hmm. on what you've heard about the mate's uh, mm-hmm. person or their family, you mm-hmm. know, like, okay, so this person does what? And this person likes this, you know, keep a couple of those in the back pocket, pocket right? so that when you got to pull it out to engage, like, you're not looking like a deer caught in headlights. Right. Absolutely. Right. I think situational awareness is important, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like you got to know if they had like a recent ex that may pop up or that the family favors. You got to know what the, what the family's culture is. Like, do you have to take your shoes off? Do you have to dress a certain way? Because right. certain families that have these Thanksgiving dinners that are like bashments. It's like 30, 40 people passing through this. That's mm-hmm. a fact. That one may be a little easier to navigate or right. it may be worse because there's more family there to kind of critique you. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's a very intimate families type setting and you in there, um, you know, Showing up with smelling like you know <laughs> certain herbs, or you right. are like super like super duper drunk. Or yeah, like know your situation. Yeah, but also, also along with that, it's like if you plan on bringing something, it's always easier to bring like a bottle mm-hmm. of liquor versus trying to bring food. Right. The only food you can really bring is like a Patty Labelle a, a sweet potato pie, something yeah. like that, like an <laughs> apple pie. Right. Um. Because if you try to bring like a cooked dish and 
the family's not a fan of it, you, you may be getting yourself 86 off right. the rip. Immediately. Like, don't bring potato salad. Don't bring your mac pie, your mac cheese, or, Mm-mm. you know, anything that you, or like a fried turkey. Yeah, no. Based on one of your homeboys selling them. Like, less is more in that situation. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, just sit back, kind of listen, observe. And when meeting new people, you, you can't be yourself too quickly. Yeah. So that's my take on it. I would also say to like the people who are going to like at all of our dinners, if someone brings a, a new him or her to the dinner, please don't be whack. <laughs> please don't be whack. This is I know this is, is advice going the other way around. Like, but like, don't be that person that's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So what you do? It's like, nigga, you don't do nothing either. You're out here pressing this nigga right. and you don't do nothing either. Like, you know, I, I'm I, like, don't be corny. You know what I'm saying? Like, and in addition, like. You know, it's it's just just think of what you would feel like if you went to someone's house and, you know, it takes a certain level of bravery for someone to just come into a new place and, you know, come in the best behavior and hi, this is me. I have good intentions for so and so. And, you know, we both know that there's a chance maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. You know, maybe I'll be here in 10 years. Maybe I won't. But don't be a dick. Like, you know, and like, don't check her hymen either. And don't check. <laughs> don't even talk about her hymen. OK. <laughs> Okay, or else more than more than turkeys will be cut into. Hearts will be broken at that That's table. Factory. Factory. So do bring liquor or pre pre made items. Yeah. Don't bring a bad attitude, please. Or be drunk. Or be drunk. <laughs> or be drunk. Do have your small talk handy and ready to go. Yes. What's another don't? Don't. Exercise mm. poor judgment, meaning don't like don't judge anybody either. Like yeah, I can never forget. I, I told this story a while back, but I went to somebody's house and it was just like it was the tough cousin, the tough uncle. That was right? Like, yeah, I got mad felonies, but then like the aunt peed on herself, and I <laughs> I rolled with the punches. <laughs> I was like, hey, I you want another round? What you drinking? And kept it. It was like, oh, he cool with it. Like. I could have sat there, like, I wanted to laugh so bad. (laughs) (laughs) But I had to go with the punches. So if something like that happens, go with it. (laughs) Something like that happens, run. I mean, just get through the night, right? Right. Because you can always never go back. Right, right. (laughs) Yo. Yo, and be yourself. If If you are the new him or her, look. You can just a rapid assessment is your friend. Okay. You will know immediately what family member liked an ex him or her because they're going to mention them. Like, again, don't be corny, guys. But if if that person decides to be corny and they mention an ex him or her, keep it cool. Everyone has exes. You'll be fine. You're an ex Mm -hmm. of somebody. You'll be okay. You know, Um, but be yourself, because at some point, if you if you show up to this dinner being somebody else and then back out around Christmas time or, you know, Memorial Day weekend and you somebody new. Like it's just not going to make sense to the people who mm-hmm. are trusting, trusting you with right. them with their family members. So, so, what if you're the person bringing someone? What do you? What kind of information do you prep them with? Like, what is a, appropriate and what is inappropriate to get them ready for the day? Tell them you got crazy friends. If you have crazy friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, you got to bust them down with the cheat code. You have yeah. to. It's right. your duty. But the main thing too. Names, names, ages. Right. Uh, no, well, yeah, like main thing. I <laughs> it's jazzy. Is is slick. <laughs> um, I think the main thing though is if. 
your friends understand that you're introducing someone to them, it's because you care about that person. Right. And you, and you care about their opinion. So you, it's not that you need their sign off, but right. you just want to know that right. you can share both of your worlds. Like, Aww, like yes. your love with, with your, your friends. <laughs> exactly. And I think that unless there's a red flag of like, you know, this person was on the side selling coke off the iPhone <laughs> or something coke like that. Coke off the iPhone. I, well, Rick Ross said people do that. And right. in, in reality, like no one, no one does Because Rick Ross doesn't sell drugs. That's what, <laughs> what that is. Yo. Right, exactly. CEO Roberts. We don't believe you. <laughs> but um, no, it's it's really one of them things where I think if you're bringing somebody to a situation and then I had to bring, you know, my now wife to my super judgy family at a family function and I just had to tell her, it's like, yo, you built, just be yourself. Mm-hmm. And I got you. So when people tried to violate, <laughs> like. Just like that too. I believe I believe you that's built, how he gave so. them the advice. Well, it was more so like, yo, be yourself. No, you know that's how you gave them advice. Like, how I was raised was like, yo, don't be the guy that's bringing, you know, mad random chicks to events. Because yeah, I have a right. cousin that was always, every event, event he had, had a, had new, a new joint. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And it would get on about that. And then, you know, on my old head was like, yo, listen, if she ain't the one, don't bring her around. Because what if she makes an impression and blah, 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 blah. So people was always like, yo, you don't ever bring anybody to like the big family functions. Mm-hmm. Like my moms and pops see me bring through, you know, joints and whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But my extended family had never really seen me bring, um, you know, any women to the functions. Mm-hmm. But I also felt like I never really trusted my family to to behave themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and sure enough, like my wife is there at this barbecue, and she goes for a shandy or something like that, and my own is like. Tell her to get a cup. And I'm like, why? Like, oh, because ladies don't drink out of bottles. And I'm like, in what world do you live in? Because <laughs> of her world, her culture, yeah. as she does. Yeah. So she was like, no, just, just tell her. To... So me, me and my aunt is arguing. <laughs> and I'm like, no. And then my my cousin was like, yo, cuz, oh, listen, I know how you think. I know you operate. Because like, I'm the kind of person, like, I laugh and joke a lot. But it's certain shit that are like pet peeves. Like yeah. I don't like people trying to tell me what to do yeah. if you're not doing it yourself. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to take advice from people that are, I feel like, doing more than me in life or people like I trust with, like, my my safety. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're somebody that I feel like is just, you know, talking your talk because you feel like you can talk it, that's, like, one of my biggest pet peeves. Mm. So now, in a situation, she's, she's all over, like, my my girl at the time body like watching her every move and my aunts like the the aunt that at the time had her issues that I'm not gonna say in the air and other people with their issues that I'm not gonna say in the air is all like in the corner huddled up like judging mm. this young demure you know PYT yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm like my blood is boiling and my cousin's like yo you, you get through this I'm like yo fuck down me none of the approval suck my dick fuck all that man <laughs> and he's like yo listen You'd be good. But then his his wife came over and was like, listen, I went through the same thing. You're handling it fine. You'll be fine. I was like, you know what? What do you think about her? And she mm-hmm. was like, she's dope. Yeah. Aww. Oh, she is. And I was like, all right, cool. So just talked a little bit. So they talked and she was kind of like, yo, listen, you know, um, be yourself. So my wife is the kind of person that if she goes to an event, she wants to help. Yeah. So she wouldn't roll her sleeves up and blah, 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 blah. So she started doing that. People was like, oh, you know, old boy over there brought his girl of the month through here and she, <laughs> she lift a finger. 
So it shifted all the attention to the other girl. <laughs> so now everybody clowning her. Look at her whack ass sitting over there eating all that chicken. Yeah, but exactly. So it was that. It's like, yo. It's See, like, I know. It's like a fit piece of chicken, um, like her her third Coco Loso. I can. <laughs> and then it was like, yo, how come your girl got that bag and she got that bag? And I'm like, you got to ask her that. Like, but that's the type of petty shit they was on. Yeah. But when I met her family, it was something similar. It's like, I went through there on some like, you know, hey, yo, hey, yo, 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 yeah. yo. And it was like, oh my gosh, like, who's this vagabond in that living room? <laughs> <laughs> but presentation hasn't always been my strong suit. Mm-hmm. But substance-wise, but substance wise, like, I'm there and all that. So once they understood who I was and what I'm doing, it was like, oh, okay. I would have never guessed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But people are always making judges about you. Even this morning, I saw my wife's boss and he was like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. So where do you work? I'm like... Wait, that was off the rip? Yeah. Wow. So I'm like, I work in Midtown. He's like, oh, so what do you do? That's what I did. He was like, oh, okay. So you and your wife are just like, you know, rising stars taking the world over. And that's so great. And immediately, immediately jumped on my scrotum, right? But... (laughs) (laughs) I say all that to say that, you know, these meetings... They they only matter to the extent that you want them to matter, right? If it's your flavor of the month and this person ain't that serious, you just want somebody to like not not feel like lonely or left out with, fine. If you care about the person's, you know, long term and this is potential bay or boo, then you gotta give them that coaching and just see how it goes. But even if you bring your bay or boo through and like your your people is is lukewarm on them, if you really deep down love that person, that's mm-hmm. really all it that matters. That's all that matters, yeah. yeah. Agreed. That's all that matters. So like, I mean, yeah, like that's that's unfortunate. That's a war story. Cause I mean, I've seen it happen. I have a very large family too, and you know, I've I've there we've had energy, mm-hmm. different types of energy. You know, when people bring people over, but um, but I will say that like again, like if it's in your control to not be whack, you know what I mean? Like just don't be whack. Like mm-hmm. people forget that that either could be them or was them. Or could be their kid, and like you wouldn't want anyone treating that person. Trash. People, like, people just look for any reason to judge right. others. But to, like, and to, don't be a bully. Don't be right. a bully. Yeah. But but to your your question of what the if I'm bringing somebody, what should I do? do right. What I have done in the what I do regularly is I will give you the cheat code. I will tell you who the allies are. Right. You gonna make fast friends with these people. Mm-hmm. They gonna look out. These niggas, they are not going to feel you. That is just a fact. You can try your best. I salute you. But, I mean, Mm -hmm. nobody succeeded. (laughs) Hey, what are you guys watching? Right, exactly. So, like, you know, this person, this is what they do. You know, like, this is what they they like. Even I would inform the type of uh, gift you bring or Mm -hmm. offering you bring. Like, look, um, we're Haitian. Bring some cremas. Don't get no cremas from here. Get it from here. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you know, don't make any. Oh, I I love Haitian people because then people are going to think you just have like a fetish for Haitian people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't. You got to. You got to. Black gotta, rice is amazing. Right. And they're like, oh, you like black rice? That's nice. You know what I mean? But like. Shit, I've said that every time I've been to a Haitian household, I've, I've always said, you guys have any black? I always say that shit. Yeah. Second thing I always say is, 
do you have black rice? That's always the same thing. <laughs> First thing is sac passe. Right. Second thing is do you have black rice? Right. And you know, the thing, the thing with Haitian people in particular is like they can be very stoic, mm-hmm. like very like not warm when you first meet them. But are you engage them around some food? Because it's customary. Once there's food, everyone eats. That's a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. Note um, to self. Yeah, no, that's, that's how we are. That's why we give so much food away. Because it's like once we cook... It's for everyone. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, we keep it. Mm-hmm. Don't, be, don't be fooled. There are extra trays in the oven and in the basement. Has Creative Sam ever cooked for you or you? No. <laughs> no, right? No. Okay. Creative Sam had a, had a fly bowl of like cook-up rice or something that was sitting yeah. here when I got here. I didn't see saying. that. He didn't offer us either. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Oh, and it, was, it, it evaporated by the time he oh, got okay. here. Note to self. <laughs> Next time I go get a sandwich from Miguel... Someone's going to get left off the list. Miguel, <laughs> a tip-worthy sandwich, too. I know. Um, no, but yeah, you've got to give your partner the cheat code. And so I think we just need to make sure that, like, you know, all parties are playing their position. You, if you bring in somebody, give them the cheat code. If you're coming, one, don't think you mm-hmm. have all the answers. Be humble enough to get to take the direction. And then if you're the family welcoming somebody in, please don't be a bully. You're welcome. Go Word. forth and prosper, and prosper with your bay at Thanksgiving. May dinner. the odds ever be in your favor. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> For real. All right, new music. Yeah. Um, this song is a special one to me. It's unreleased. It's from one of my favorite rappers right now, out of Harlem. I I don't go to Harlem, but on two occasions, um, when I'm forced to, because someone's having a baby shower, <laughs> or when I come up from Washington shower. Heights. I can't. <laughs> But the rapper's name is Shooter. I don't even know the song name because it's unreleased, but it's off of the Fact Rap 2 album that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, Fact Rap 1 is now out. He's selling it for 25 a pop. Whoa. And he's selling it direct to sale. I mean, direct to person, hand to hand. I copped it. It's a dope album. Um, one of the last few great rappers out in the world. So here's that. Chronics fan, guys. I don't know if I've even ever featured a Chronic song. Maybe I think so. I probably have, mm-hmm. right? So, um, so then following suit, um, I have a new one by Chronics and Free Nationals, which I think is a producing group. Um, they've gotten with a few different people, but it said it's a vibe, guys, and the song is called Eternal Light, and it is guaranteed to be a, in regular rotation. Take a listen. Oh, na, 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 na. Good vibration, yeah. That's the positive vibes and we creating, yeah. The sounds that make you feel right, we keep it blazing, yeah. Forever shining this light, we keep it blazing. This week, um, 
Buju is back with yes. a new record. It's got Buju. that um that like early two thousands sounds like a vibe song dance halls <laughs> vibe. And he said he got he got a new flow. New that's how it starts off. New flow. Still vibes. Um, still vibes flow. But, but this is Buju Banton uh, trust. Wait till I'm in up in a federal court. Me no trust phone, me no own, me no like it. Picture I go round, say Simone, I'm a wifey. Be a fuzzy picture, we suggest me a knifey. All over Instagram, I fuck with me psyche. Me no trust man, we switch down for your Nike. Six Muslim general, I know him say I'm Mikey. Can't trust no man, we claim them a strikey. And them in a video, wanna show people. Picture Vibes Cartel? No, it's not Vibes Cartel. Silly. <laughs> Oh, man, this never gets old. This is fun. Stereo Bros Podcast. Another episode wrapping up. Make sure you check out our merch. DM us. We still got these cool dad hats. Yep, look at that. Look at that. We got Make Content Great Again shirts. (laughs) Again. We also have some overconfident mediocrity shirts. We still got our... Our city boy shirts. <laughs> the somebody, hot girl shirts are, are... These somebody hot girl shirts been coming. No hot shirts? They, they never heard about here. them. I'll be forgetting. Pardon me. I'll mm-hmm, be forgetting. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. we do have you know a few more pieces coming out before the end of the year. So make sure you rock out with us. We want to thank everybody that you know bought all the hats. If you got your hat, be sure to tag us in your picture wearing the hat. Mm-hmm. And who knows? You may, you, you may win a prize. Maybe some more merch. It may be a follow. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> what the fuck? It may. <laughs> you may win some more merch by rocking the merch. Is what I'm saying. Okay. You may win the prize. Okay. So rock out with us and tag us in your pictures. Tag hashtag edutainment or hashtag stereo bros when you're rocking your merch, and we just may show you some love in return. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So yes, I um am. I just want to say I'm going to take a personal moment here. Uh. And thank PL and at Jazzy. It's Jazzy. My uncle went missing last week. And uh, we have since found him. Yay. I thank everyone yeah. in the Stereo Bros community for like reposting and sending very warm messages and such. Um, he is in good shape. He came home today from the hospital. So we are very fortunate. And, you know, because there are a lot of people, you know, who are aging and impaired memory. And they go missing. And it's a while before we find mm-hmm. them. But um, I am eternally grateful because we found them in under 24 hours. Um, and, you know, in whatever condition. But we were happy that we were found, that we found him. So I just want to say that. thank you. Um, in addition, um, we have... The Melanin Project, you know, we have our My Sister and Me Pregnancy Loss Dinners. Um, We are having another one on Friday, November 22nd. But this one is one with twist. We are having trauma-informed yoga brought to us by the Yoma Method. Um, Mecca Nelson of the Yoma Yoma Method. And she developed this particular style of um, trauma-informed yoga to help people who have been victims of rape, domestic violence, um, you know, law for pregnancy loss, um, kind of move from a place of trauma to a place of like you know conquering 
mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, and victory, really. And so if you're interested, those tickets are going to go live. Those The slots for that particular dinner are very limited because we're talking yoga mats now and stuff and we mm-hmm. can't we can't accommodate too many people so if you are interested please send us an email at the melanin project 418 at gmail.com rsvp please oh. quick and fast um yeah i was just thinking the holidays are coming up and you know this is a time of year when people are uh sometimes can be depressed or um just reflecting on loss in their life, you know, and no matter when you lost someone or however long ago you lost someone, the holidays always bring back memories of Mm -hmm. those people. So I'm just encouraging everybody to check on your friends, check on your strong friends, check on friends, you know, that have recently, you know, lost someone um, and, you know, try to step out of the comfort zone of your immediate friends and family and think about others during this time a fact that's really that's, that's a it. really good tip that's a really really good tip not to end on a somber note oh sorry guys <laughs> no but that's true <laughs> no that's like that's absolutely real shit you know what i mean like check on your strong friend For real. and check on your smiley friend your happy ass friend oh, check on friend that's on. always you know trying to hold you down because those be the friends that, that struggle that need that the most you know what i mean but on that note we're gonna wrap it thank y'all again for listening Make sure you subscribe to us and follow us on all socials and that website, www.stereobros.com. Our e-commerce store is coming soon. Over and out. No matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby.